Hello and welcome to GM Box. My name is Yuan. And I am Osa. How are you today? Have anything happened since uh, since last time? Perhaps? Thank you for the very leading question. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've got a new job. Woo! Working for Veloxia Tech uh, as a game designer slash narrative designer, which is basically my dream job. That is amazing. I am so very happy for you. Me too. Also, if you guys can hear a cat whining in the background, it is because we are recording this as at 3.30 p.m. and he gets fed at 5. Uh, and this is clearly 5 o'clock. Yes. It has been because, for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a time-traveling cat. Yes. <sighs> we are actually doing an episode today. Uh, wow. Yeah. I um, know. This episode is about how to approach learning a completely new game system. Whether you are an experienced game master trying to figure out a new system to you, or whether you are a completely new game master trying to tackle your first system. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I still have only game mastered one single system, which is D&D 5e. I, I planned to uh, run uh, at least a one-shot or something in, in uh, the Dread system. Um, never really got around to it. Um, You've also planned Weave? Yeah, that as well. Um, which means you've learned those two systems, even if... Learned. I, I kind of forgot all about them again, but... No, well, yeah. you learned them at some point. Yeah. Um, I have had the time to learn uh, quite a few systems. But, I mean, there are still new systems that I encounter that I, I need to learn. There are constantly new games out there, and I certainly haven't read all of the existing ones by a long shot. There are thousands upon thousands of games out there. Well, well, when I talk to you, it certainly sounds like you know all the systems. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Uh, I have read quite a few, and I have the same priority order to learn the different parts of a system no matter which one it is. Um, so I figure I'll... I know you have some pieces of really good advice, but maybe I should start with just... This yeah. is my, the order in which I learn things. And also then has quite a few good tips for you to uh, to learn it quite better. Quite a few. Well, a couple. Um, one or two. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, every system has a core mechanic the thing that uh, every piece of conflict resolution revolves around. Uh, it's typically just one simple thing and it's used for everything. Uh, you will find this mechanic either towards the end of an introductory chapter, possibly at the beginning of it, depending on whether the, the book tries to focus on, on law or the game part, or you will find this at the very beginning of a rules chapter. For D&D, 
it's learning that for anything you do, you roll a 20-sided dice and then you add modifiers and compare that to a certain difficulty. For GURPS, this is you have some sort of skill level and you're supposed to roll 3d6 and roll equal a level to your skill level. And for Dread, it's a Jenga tower. Exactly. Whatever it is, there is one core mechanic. Learn that one and make sure you understand what sort of parts go into it. Hi, Kate. We'll have a podcast guest. Um, The next thing I always do is that I create a character. A character. Don't try to create every possible character, but do try to pick something that looks sort of complicated. In D&D, create a spellcaster. But just create one. Whenever you encounter any sort of problem while creating your character, use the index or whatever you need in order to figure out what something means and just figure that out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yes. Once you've done this, you can start to look at other rules, possibly run a sample combat uh, between your newly created character and some enemies that are usually listed towards the end of the book. Um, And once you get hold of that, you can try to figure out all the the bits and bobs of possible spells or abilities or what exactly you can do with various skills. But all of that you can learn and figure out while running the game. Yeah, but try not to learn Everything to perfection. Perfection, the P word. Avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Sorry, cat is distracting me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have that problem that I, I feel I need to read everything. I need to learn everything about the system or a game or b- before I am allowed to start. Um, I know this is silly, but mm-hmm. um, and so I need to convince myself that just go for it, run with it. It can't go that bad, can it? No. Um, worst case, you have to flip through some books during the game, and that's fine. Um, remember that if your players try to correct you, make a quick ruling and look it up afterwards. You're the one who decides. The possibility that your players also are new in this system is fairly high. So, um... I think that's really one of the, the big things about getting into a new rule system as the game master is that if you have players who aren't familiar with it, they are always going to look at you and expect you to know the system. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you need to learn the basic rules yeah. because then you can improvise if if you don't um, yes if you if you're unsure hmm. um, once you just know a basic you can always make it up and you can probably understand the rule more easily if you just look it up real quick in a book and that's fine you don't have to know everything it's you have our permission to run a game 
without knowing it. It's okay. You'll you'll figure it out as you go. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Ah. It's so much better to run a game and get things wrong than it is to never run it at all. It's very true. Yeah. And uh, if your players are not fine with it, kick them out and get some new players. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> This is one reason we tell people to talk to the players in order yeah. to figure out if you should kick them out. <laughs> that was a joke. Don't take us too seriously. Um, yeah. Any other piece of advice uh, to people trying to... Yeah, I I like to uh, find some, uh, some real play on YouTube or something to listen to where they use the system. Um, keep in mind that the way they use the system might not be the perfect way for you, but it can be nice to just get a sense mm. of of the game, of how you can use it. Yeah, uh, I recently had the chance to uh, uh, play Nemanera for the first time. I've only read it before. And the first thing I asked the game master before play, when when uh, when asked if we had any questions, was because the system assumes that you have experience points at hand most of the time. And my question was, how often do uh, do you hand out experience points? Because that's not in the rules. It, it's not something that you would necessarily know. That's something you get a feel for while playing. I got the answer about twice per session. Hmm. Which is good, because yeah. then I can adjust my, my play accordingly. Mm. Yeah, one, one thing uh, with um, uh, looking at uh, real plays and, and stuff like that is, is, is a good thing to watch them actively. Try to uh, flip through the rule book while while you're uh, watching mm-hmm. watching them play uh, to see to find the rules and uh, see how it works because otherwise it's easy easy to just get stuck and, and listen to the story and and not think. <laughs> I'd say a very good point. I have a question actually regarding since you like uh, watching uh, real play, uh, which I do by the way, but it's not part of how I learn a system. That's just not me. I learning a rule system is basically the only time where I prefer just reading. <coughs> Hi, Kitty. He's uh, very opinionated. Yes, but we've got them the feedback that you guys like having cat guests. So now, now you get some. Um, what I was going to say, yeah, in rule books, they quite often have a page or two with uh, a sample play, just. Yeah, that that's really good. You, uh, that helps you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, it really does. Uh, because that somehow condenses the rules. Mm-hmm. And so I get, get a feel for how to use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I can have a bit trouble with, oh, there's a rule there, and there's a rule there, there's a rule there. But it can be difficult for me to figure out how how the puzzle fits together. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm. 
why did you bring that bring that up? Was it because I hate those? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, okay. To, to me, those are a waste of space. I oh. I skip those always uh, because. I like my information as condensed as possible. So just having rules stated rule by rule is my favorite way of learning. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but that is because you can remember them. Yes. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, ideally, a, a rule book would be just a long uh, bullet point list, mm. um, <laughs> which I realize is not how most people would learn rules. Um Or possibly I want it as a sort of schematic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a printed schematic somewhere for how to handle a round in GURPS because uh, an actual flowchart is a good way <laughs> to get a view of that fairly complicated system. Yeah, um, but 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 that is a good a good point to re- remember that not everyone learns rules in the same way. Yeah. Um I mean I when I first started playing D&D I got myself an app uh, on my phone with all spells and then read them through a couple of times to memorize every spell. This is not what a sane person does. This is not if you do this there is something wrong with you and unless you have a diagnosis of some kind you probably should get uh, your uh, GP to uh You know, I, I'm um, bipolar. I went through a hypermanic period. I, I do things like that. <laughs> It's not healthy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Hi, cat again. Hmm. But you know, you shouldn't be hanging around me. Also, it's allergic to cats. Um, but I'm glad there is. I, at least some competition with me about who talks the most during an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, question for you. Do you go around learning systems the same way if it's a very simple system or a very complex system? I think the more complex a system, the more likely I am to uh, read combat rules early on because those tend to be the ones that grow in complexity first Um, but keeping the basic conflict resolution mechanic in mind because that is probably what's going to determine how you figure out if you hit someone in combat Um, what if you roleplay without combat yeah there are games where combat is non-existent or very simplified or just treated as a uh, as an extension of the regular conflict resolution um uh, i mentioned numenera before and the cipher system that it's based on uh, has combat more as an afterthought Mm. um uh we've talked previously about uh monster hearts and to some degree but less so the Empowered by Apocalypse games in general. Uh, combat is very much abstract and just whether you look injured or not, because mm. it's more about the style of game than it is about uh, getting serious combat. Uh, but you can usually tell by 
the kind of games that go light on rules in general are also the the games that tend to simplify combat a lot mm-hmm. because it's usually the messiest part. Whereas complex systems, um, my best example of a complex system is always going to be GURPS. It's very complex. It, it's very very complex. It's a good system for anyone who wants complex mechanics, um, but it is complex. Uh, and a good example of how complex it is that I usually bring up is that if you get thrown out of an airlock, it will determine in just which order you are affected by radiation, uh, suffocation, uh, the uh, pressure differential uh, or something else, or the temperature probably, or something else first. But its advanced combat rules are also incredibly advanced. It's where you take advantage of exactly how long you pull the trigger of your automated rifle and exactly how that deals with everything else. It is the system that takes into account how long it takes for you to pull your gun out of its holster. I think that system would drive me slowly, but surely insane. For those who really, really want tactical uh, second-to-second detailed combat, it is amazing. For those who want cool actions that uh, have interesting effects, and we can be fuzzy about the details, it's it's not for you. It's just pick pick a different ones. I think this might be a short episode for yeah. being us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we can always make more episodes if uh, if you uh, feel we've missed something. Yeah. Um, let us know. Yeah. If there is some particular kind of game mechanics that you often find difficult to wrap your head around, that would be great. And if you have any questions uh, regarding this or anything else, you can uh, join the Discord server for discussions or the Facebook page or tweet us on Twitter. Yeah. Links are in the description. Yeah, so now we go straight on to episode Epiphany. Which today uh, will be an NPC because that's been a while. And Um, also specialty. Yeah. You say that. (laughs) I do. So um, today we will uh, revisit an NPC which we haven't met in, I think it's, it must be two years more. Year and a half, I believe. No, it's, it's, it's more than that. I think it's two years. Yeah, 2020 is weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is an NPC I introduced to my gaming group um, as a potential suspect for uh, necromancy uh, incident. <laughs> <laughs> yes. During an autopsy, the body stood up and attacked people. Yeah. We were upset. Because bodies do that, apparently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this was a school and... Uh, uh, most of the, well, all all of the sus- suspects were students, and one of the students uh, was a tiefling woman named Magoria. 
tiefling for those of you who don't play D&D is uh, half devil essentially they, they look devilish they're not necessarily devilish by nature no how I came up with her was actually just visuals at first so she's a pale almost white tiefling with white very curly hair um, almost like sheep's wool and uh, small rounded horns that uh, curves rather tightly to her head she has um, uh, golden pupilless eyes and sheep's hoof hoofs mm-hmm. is it hooves yeah mm-hmm. hooves yes hooves hooves yes. and uh, and and a tail with a tassel me not tassel <laughs> <laughs> tufts uh, the with a hairy tip end yeah more sheep yeah. No sheep don't have those kind of tails. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can English. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is also very goth. She enjoys uh, reading about the occult and um, lighting incense and reading about necromancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not particularly practice necromancy but she likes to understand things i remember her rock collection i don't oh <laughs> it was one of the things that the others quoted about her just being weird she had a little rock collection yeah all oh, right <laughs> 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 yeah so yeah mo- most of our of my npcs are just figured out right on the spot so um uh, that might also be that I don't remember any of them, um, but we can say it as much as, as uh, there turned out to be an uh, impromptu dating um, <laughs> yes. uh, opportunity. <laughs> yes. Would you like to tell us more about that? Uh well, it started as a misunderstanding that Ozo then just ran with, uh, where I can't remember, we said something about meeting up with her for, you know, talking more, uh, or rather my character said that, and she replied with, uh, it's a date, as in, intended to be just, oh, okay, okay, we have settled on a time and day, uh, but both... both me and my character misunderstood and went, oh, oh, okay. I, I, I guess I'll pick you up then. And yeah, that turned into a full-blown date. Yeah. Yeah, Magoria was very happy. Um, partly because of actually meeting another tiefling. Um, another goth tiefling. tiefling. <laughs> Um, yeah, they had some good times. Yeah. Absolutely. I miss her. I miss, I miss her too. I had almost forgotten her before you brought her <laughs> up uh, before. So. Um, forgotten about my ex lover. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. 
But yeah, uh, take her and do with her what you like. I did. Yep. Uh, wait, sorry. <laughs> uh, have fun with that. Next time, what are we going to talk about next time? Yeah, we're kind of uh, continuing the subject we have been talking about today, but it's it's tangential. Yes. Um, Basically, this stems from the fact that I have just started a new group where no one has any experience with roleplay at all. They They've never picked up a, a dive for roleplay ever. I feel so sorry for them. Yes. But uh, now you will rectify that. Exactly. I'm, which I'm very happy to do. But it does bring to mind that there are a lot of challenges that are linked to the fact that they have no experience whatsoever. They have no frame of reference, not for how to play, not for how game systems might work, or even for how the game's setting might work. They have no... Sorry about that. Uh, They have no uh, idea how, in this case, D&D works and what it assumes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm somewhat jealous of your colleagues to experience it for the first time. Yeah. But, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that will be interesting and we'll cover a bit about what this might be like if you, as a GM, if you hasn't, uh, if you don't have any pre- experience previously, either. Yeah. Uh, and by that, we uh, will see you in two weeks. And uh, remember, have fun and talk to your players. Yeah.